Hi, and welcome to our second episode of Going Beyond Results, um, podcast where we're trying to help as many senior secondary students have the best and most positive outcomes they can out of their school year. Also applies to university students and those in the workforce as well. You know, building on last week, uh, last week we talked about uh, the commitment audit and getting sorted with um, our allocating our time so we're getting the best use of that. Uh, we went through a process to have a look at, you know, we all have over 100 hours, and if we take out of our school or our work commitments, it leaves us with over 60 hours. The job then was to go through and start writing down all the things, documenting all the things we do in a week. How do we use that 60-plus hours that we have? And so that'll be the starting point for today's episode, working on to the next step of getting that into a study planner and prioritising how we're going to use our time. Really appreciate all the feedback that came through. Some of it via email at coachgbr1 at gmail.com. Appreciated that. And a few people who just messaged me via the Facebook page. Um, so either way can work from there. So the two main things that came up, one was talking about the concept of GLAD um, and most people asking just when do you use the process of GLAD um, and that's great. And the other one was dealing with the noise in the background and was that your cat? Yes, that was my cat. That's Oscar. Uh, Oscar's 18 turning 19. I put a photo of him up on the um, Going Beyond Results Facebook page so you can see him. He sleeps most of the time, but when he is awake, he does like to make comment. Um, so if you do hear him in the background, he's quite knowledgeable. All that he says comes from the heart. Glad. Gratitude, learning, affirmations, and deep breathing. Short process. I use every night, last thing before I go to bed. That's the process that I will go through to try and help me sleep. Um, clears a bit of the mind out. So what are the things I'm grateful for from today? You know, what have I learned from today or what am I going to take forward into tomorrow from today? Um, affirmations, you know, just those positive messages we're putting into our mind. Some people go through a very formal process. Others, it's um, just reiterating, putting some positive messages into your mind for your mind to work on over the night. And then some deep breathing. I like the concept of square breathing, in for four, hold for four, out for four, empty for four, and do four or five cycles of that. Um, I find that that really calms me and gets me ready to sleep. But when can you use GLAD? Well, I think we should be using gratitude all the time, being grateful for what is in our lives, um, and it's something we should reflect on almost on a minute-by-minute -minute basis as you're going through being grateful for what is in front of you right now. Um, you know, learning, again, I talk about proactive, active reflection. Proactive, active reflection. A lot of people reflect on things when something goes wrong. Can we take that and use it to learn from what's happening in our day? And we will use that as part of our study planner and setting that up. So that's a really important process for me, proactive, active reflection. Um, and again, using that on a daily basis or even after any particular event during the day is really something quite pro uh, positive for me and allows me just to reflect on what's happening and, and to be continually learning and through. Deep breathing. A number of my clients or students that I work with, um, particularly with exam stress, um, getting started on homework, initiating getting started on homework, we use the idea of the deep breathing as a process to get ready for the task. It's almost like standing up on the starters blocks for a swimming race, etc. What positive messages is the athlete putting through their mind? What are they doing to calm themselves, to ready themselves for the event? So deep breathing, one, it calms me before I go to sleep, but also just taking a deep breath, 
before you go on stage to speak, before you know you present whatever it happens to be. Anything that you're doing that you need to be in the right frame of mind for, using the process of some deep breathing and some affirmations can put you very much in the right spot to do that. So thank you so much for, for the questions, for the feedback that came through. Really appreciate that. And now let's start having a look at how we can allocate our time after we've done our commitment audit. Okay, so let's have a look at the 60 hours and see how we went with allocating 60 hours to our week or what are the things that we allocate our 60 hours to. Now, for most people, I think you'll find that you don't get anywhere near 60 hours. Normally, people get to about 35 or 40 hours, find there's about 20 hours of time that they're just not sure where that goes. That's great. You're in a fantastic position because it obviously means that you've got a lot of free time, a lot of time that you can be spending on those things that are important to you, including spending time on you. So I always like to have some free time built into the program. Um, if anything goes wrong, if anything happens, it's unexpected. Um, we've forgotten Aunt Ethel's birthday party, so we're all going to be going there Thursday night, but I had study on. That just means that you've got some time free somewhere else in your schedule that you can move towards that. So if you're under 60 hours when you've added up your you know, different commitments that you've had during the week, then that's great. Good position, happy that you're there. If you've ended up with more than 60 hours when you've added up your list, uh, important that you go back and just check. Firstly, are there some things that you've counted that don't happen every week? You know, there are every two or three weeks I have to do this, but I've counted it as an each week thing. So that, that can really double up your times. The other thing is, are there things in your more than 60 hours that you don't actually do? You know, I'm writing down that I do these things, but really, how often do I, do I go to the gym? I haven't been going to the gym five times for two hours each time. Um, I've been getting there once a week, not five times a week. So just go back and just check that it is an accurate allocation of your time. But you're sitting there now, you should be looking at a list that you have done, um, an audit of your commitments that you have during the week. Now we need to start filling those into some sort of a study planner. Now, I've shared one on Facebook, on our page, um, a completed one. If you'd like a copy of the template that I use for, for all of my students, you just need to email me, coachgbr1 at gmail.com, and I'll send you a template uh, for the rest of the semester. So it'll have each of the pages set up, and you just need to be copying and pasting it's in Excel across each of the times, fiddle it in once, and then just be able to adjust it on a weekly basis. Um, it also includes a long-term planner, which allows you to put things that are coming up in a few weeks' time so you can be aware of those. It's a very simple spreadsheet, 6.30 through to 9.30 at night, across seven days, just a cell for each half-hour block, and we can fill it in through there. Um, I like to use colour coding um, when I fill things in, um, just so I can get an idea of the balance just visually, but then I also do that and just have a look at how many hours I'm spending on each event. You can see that when you go and have a look at what Brett's is. That's one from a student I work with, a client I work with last year, and how he filled in his time. So when I start filling, first thing I do is I put in the things that are absolutes and have a fixed time. So I definitely have to do this every week, and this is the time it must happen. There's no other option. School is a good example. That eight to four, Monday to Friday, let's just block that out. If you're fortunate enough that you maybe have some senior spares on a Friday afternoon or whatever, that's fine. But for most people, it's an eight to four. If you're a person in the workplace um, who's using this as well, okay, maybe yours is an eight to five or it's a nine to five or 
whatever it happens to be, but just block out that time. That's an absolute, and the time frame is set. What are the other things? Compulsory training sessions. Now, if you're in a sporting team, whatever, we might train from four to six on a Tuesday afternoon and a Thursday afternoon, or we have these events going on. If you attend church or some other group, um, one student who was going to um, air cadets on a Monday night, and so that commitment from 5.30 through to 9 o'clock was a set commitment. So fill those in first. Now you can go back and have a look at those things that are absolutes but don't have a set time. Now, I'd include your study as part of that, but there might be some other things. Okay, I really need to go to the gym twice a week. Um, I can go whenever I want to, okay, but I do need to do this. It's part of the program I've committed to or whatever it happens to be. Okay, so start fitting those in the best time that suits you right now. We might be going back and adjusting that, but for now, let's just get those things in. And now I want some me time to go in. Really important. Get some me time when you want to do something. If it's getting up in the morning, taking the dog for a walk, that's great. Let's put that in there. We want to finish up that every one of the cells is filled in or it's left white, which means it's completely unallocated. Okay, and that's a free time that we can catch up. But if walking the dog is important to you, okay, going to the gym, I'd like to do that on a Monday afternoon and Wednesday afternoon. Okay, let's put those things in. The other thing I think you've got to fill in right now is what are those favorite events that you really enjoy? Now, I have a student who's working with me now, and for them, the family watches Survivor. Okay, so that's an event that happens in that household, and it's important to that household. I'm not a fan of the show, but good on them. Okay, so watching Survivor as a family, great activity, and get that in there. And don't feel bad about putting that in. It's part of what's important to you, so we need to get that in there so it's all set up. As you go through, just fill in. Everything that goes on that's on your list of commitments needs to go into your study planner. Start filling all of those things in. Now, once you've got the whole list in there, as I said, I like to colour it in. It gives me a good visual of what's happening. But also, on the right-hand side, I just keep a little table of how much time I've spent on each event, okay, or each group of events to go through. So... Things like how much study time has there been? How much me time has there been? Um, you know, family time. What are the things that I've spent time on? And let's just start getting an idea of what is the balance of the things that are in there. You know, so study, family, work, relax, and sport. They're the ones that are, are put in there uh, for Brett and his timetable. And he goes through and he's color-coded those. Green for study, pink for family, yellow for work, orange for relax, and blue for sport. His school is a, a light grey colour. So that allows him just to have a very quick visual and we can add up and see how much free time we've got as well. So now we have a study planner. It's set up for the week. If you have a look at Brett's study planner, on the very bottom of each day, there's a chance to reflect and to give himself a score out of 10. Now, if you have a look through Brett's, this wasn't a great week. There's some pretty low scores there. Uh, including one zero, um, not a particularly productive day. Um, I don't think the footy game went that well on that day, um, but also had a, a three out of ten you know, on one day during the week. That's part of the GLAD process. So what are we grateful for? What have we learned? 
So as part of that process, if you finished up at the end of the day, just very quickly, just looking down and just saying, right, how did I go today? Did I get the things done that I wanted to do? Was I intentional in the use of my time? Or was I not intentional in the use of my time? Have I procrastinated over some things or not got things started that I needed to do, which are now going to impact on me later on in the week? So give yourself a rating. Maybe even if you are keeping a gratitude journal or a learning journal, uh, just jot down what it was. Now, I know in this particular week, um, Brett was training pretty hard and he was finding that after training in an afternoon, he was just too tired and didn't get any study done. So training, home, dinner, supposed to go in and start doing some maths and some English homework, but just went to bed and uh, was just too tired. So it was finding that having a gym session the next morning, hard training in an afternoon was just too much for him to be able to do things. So reflect on how your day's gone and what are the learnings from that? Because that's going to allow you to build forward. Now, I know Brett ended up changing his process. He didn't do any homework on a Wednesday night. He made sure he did more in other timeframes where his mind was better switched towards it. So whilst this study planner is an endpoint, it's only an endpoint for part of the journey. As we reflect on this, you're going to get more and more fine-tuned to how things best work for you. So over this week, give it a try. Um, once you've got your study planner set up, work through, if it's the GLAD process, that's fantastic, or just some sort of reflection at the end of the night. Okay. Again, if you've got feedback, um, any questions you'd like to ask, email me, coachgbr1 at gmail.com, or message me via the uh, Going Beyond Results Facebook page, and I'll make sure I answer them either directly to you with an email or in next week's podcast. Other thing to be aware of this week, uh, Thursday night, we have our event, um, our Parents' Night, Strategies for Parents, um, and that's running down at the New Farm Library at 6.30, but you do need to book a seat. Um, I think we've got 27 respondents and there's only 30 seats there, so um, we'll see how we go with that. Enjoy your week, and next week we're going to push on, have a look at the reflection and a few other strategies, including how we're going to deal with those time wasters. Maybe there's a little bit of screen time obsession or there's some other things that distract you from what you do. Have a fantastic week and I look forward to talking to you very soon.